February 2nd, 2019. Happy Groundhog Day. Well, the groundhog woke up today, looked for his shadow, realized he was multidimensional. So now he's went home to focus on his inner universe. Springtime, it's coming. So, continuing part two of the magical adventure of having face-to-face contact with beings from another dimension. December 5th, 2016 was the date. Interesting things about dates, timings, symbols, when you're working with mystical experiences in this universe. A little thing I like to call sky charades. You're all familiar with the game of charades, where one person gets up and acts out certain scenarios to help the participants guess what they're saying. Same kind of deal, for example, with a sky-watching experience when a ship comes in. They're not allowed to interfere with your free will, but they can suggest things. Let's say you're thinking of particular thought that was important about your future well-being and growth, well, they could blink in the sky and you could interpret that as like, you're on the right track. That thing right there that you're looking at. Sky charades. So I just wanted to point that out before I tell you this, because it's littered with signs and symbols which are specifically meant to me. But now that I'm telling you kind folks, maybe they relate to you as well. But you can check it out. It's pretty interesting. I was sitting inside my house with my partner at the time. High on a mountain. Snow-covered hillside. Steep cliffs above me. It was a mild, snowy night. Snowy as snow on the ground, not snow in the sky. The stars were out, but we had a couple feet of snow, so it was just winter wonderland. I was sitting inside, and through many years, 40 years, of experiencing this interface with uh, the star nation and different energies from other dimensions. I've learned to receive certain signals. When you catch a certain vibration or signal or voice or face shows up in your consciousness, after you activate your telepathy, everybody has this and you're required to use it now and activate it. Well, I say required. It's your choice, but everything operates with that. Required as in it takes that to operate in these realms. 
to understand it. If you don't have a radio, you'll never receive the signal. So I got the signal. It was Eric come outside. So I dipped outside and stepped onto my back porch and looked up into the sky. Oh, the stars were just beaming. It was crystal clear and magnificent. Everything was so bright and alive. And I looked to my right, sort of in a southern direction, and there's Orion and the Pleiades, one of my favorite constellations. And I saw the Pleiades, and there was another star there. And I'm like, uh, hey, is that you? And they blink. And I'm like, oh, sweet, there you are. How wonderful to see you. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for blinking me. And then you begin the telepathic conversation and you receive uh, the concept of downloads. So these beings, um, I'm talking about the benevolent ones. There are all possibilities out there in the universe. So one must be discerning and careful. There are dangers out there, but these people got our backs. So I was interfacing with them and receiving the download and then something amazing happened. All of a sudden, this light up in the sky that just blinked me starts getting bigger like it's coming at me and it starts corkscrewing as it descends. Like this huge corkscrew coming down closer and closer and closer. And in my UFO wildest wet dreams, like this is what I dream of, like face-to-face -face contact, like let's go for a ride on the ship kind of thing. So this was happening uh, and you get a huge adrenaline spike because although this might sound fantastic, in real life, it's quite a different story. Uh, a lot of people would freak out, start screaming or crying, or even have a mental breakdown because their uh, mental facilities would not be able to handle it. Besides the physical concept, there are specific energies coming out of this technology which are dangerous to your being if you're not tall enough to ride that ride. If you haven't had enough growth or access to this knowledge, you have to build up to it. You have to get strong enough to be able to handle it. So these guys knew that. I knew that. And this was happening. So they're corkscrewing down closer and closer and closer until they're right in my backyard. And this is close range. This is in the 200 to 400 foot range. Now, out at the 400-foot range, all of a sudden, there is a 100-foot luminous ball of energy hovering. Now, there's a concept of their drive system, which is power up and power down. As you power up and power down, um, you create this field, uh, this toroidal field around the ship itself. And that creates this electrogravidity and also a dimensional quality. 
you can shift into different dimensions in time. For those of you who haven't figured it out yet, this might be new for you, but time isn't real as we've been taught. Oops, they lied to us. It's all accessed in the moment. So all past, present, and future, all your memories on those timelines are actually happening right now. And if you need proof, just imagine it. Go there. Your body doesn't know the difference. But this is actual technology that can go there. Now, okay, you've got an orange, luminous ball, 100 foot wide. Super bright. Uh, there's these wild acoustic sounds coming out of the drive systems, like uh, ceramic crystal bowls, crystal bowls humming together. It's really beautiful sound humming through a metallic uh, body. Now they power down, the power up, power down thing. So there's an orange ball, a sphere around the ship, and they power down. And as they power down, that 100-foot sphere begins to dissolve and disappear until what's left is a incredibly sexy silver ship. So like polished chromes without any rivets in it. Sort of like that, but sexier. These smooth, perfect, you know, 33, 35 degree slope pitch to this thing. And it just rolled a tiny bit to make the cab area on the di on this disc. So it's just this brilliant line. You could barely see this subtle line that shifted from the hull of the body into the top cab canopy, this slight hump, and then back down to the edge in a perfectly flat bottom. Uh, I've never seen that before in pictures. So seeing it for real, uh, this ship I've never seen before with a flat bottom. I knew it had a different drive system. Um, now, when I'm in that state, you're in a heightened state of awareness. I'll call it the avatar state, where both hemispheres of your brain are talking together and more energy is able to run through your body. Now, in that state, I mentioned you're using telepathy. So in telepathy, you can have uh, an astral body. So you could bi-locate, you could um, remote view, uh, a bunch of different interesting mystical things. But I just wanted to demonstrate and elaborate on that because I scanned the inside of the ship. I was very curious on what's going on in that neat piece of technology. And in this super sexy ship, I went in and scanned the drive system there were seven concentric rings all nesting within each other. And they're all spinning in different directions. And each one had a specific sound when it spun at a certain rate. And so all seven of these rings are doing that in synchronous to make different sound patterns. And that would fit with our musical scale as well. Um, so very beautiful sound I mentioned. Uh, like crystal bowls singing together emanating through a living technology. This ship was actually alive. That's something to chew on. We'll talk about that more later. So there I am, telepathically communicating with the being on a ship in my backyard. 
they were kind enough to help me with the stress. Now, these beings know me very well, probably better than I know myself. So they knew the stress it caused. It's very traumatic to see something that real that doesn't quite compute. So what they did was telepathically uh, suggested to me laughter. So, yeah, laughter in that space is actually pretty easy because it's almost preposterous and your heart is opened. The energy emanating from this living technology was that of great joy and love and compassion. Sort of like meat in a Buddha kind of thing. It was po-ditty. It was potent. Now, <clears throat> I'm looking at the ship. It's all metallic. And then the person flying the ship turns on the lights so I can see in the window. So there's metal there, and then all of a sudden there's a, oh, like a five foot, six foot wide window by two and a half, three feet wide. So this little strip. And they flipped on the cat lights. It's perfectly white inside and bright and luminous. I didn't see anything behind the occupant. And then the occupant themselves. It was exactly my frame. So it was really easy to look at that and look at the occupant and go, oh, exactly like me. Great. You know, that's, that's easy to take. It's not going to be a squid person or something, which would be a little freaky. And then we just stared at each other and did the telepathic download. Um, it was profound. I've been chewing on it for two years. Like it literally changes your being, your DNA, and your vibration so cataclysmically that it will destroy everything in your life. By that I mean you, I lost all my friends, I lost my family. Um, I changed careers, like total reboot. If you're not up for the challenge, you could die. You, it could destroy your life. Fortunately, I made it through. Now that stopped. I got to, you know, scan the inside of the ship and talk to them and this is all going on. And then... Uh, I think this actually happened just before they flipped on the cab, cab lights. But um, they're hovering at this 300-foot uh, range. And this is a 60-foot ship. And it's hovering there. And it starts wobbling round and round. Like it's going to crash. It was in control, but it was just wobbling around, and they're really close to the ground. They're like a hundred foot off the ground, and this was dipping down into the 60-foot range. And I'm telling them, I'm like, what are you doing? You're going to crash the ship. I'm still laughing, you know, because this is so preposterous. I can't believe it's happening. And uh, I, I later realized um, they're dipping their wing. My father was a pilot when I was a kid. He'd fly his glider over my head. And as he was flying over, 
he'd dip his right wing or his left wing down to wave to me, sort of like waving from the sky. And then you wave up to them, hi. So they're doing that, you know, waving their ship like, hello, the sky charades. <laughs> then they hovered um, to the left towards the east. And they hovered, and I'm just in rapture of this sexy, magnificent ship. And I can feel the love from the occupant. It's the dream of a lifetime come true. It's just this powerful, powerful moment. And then they stop. We have this rock, this sacred rock. It's a cliff up on the hill. It's called Buddha Rock. And they parked right at Buddha Rock because I've had a lot of energetic and mystical experiences with that point. So another sky charades of the uh, direction and intent of the occupant. Now, they have beyond, way beyond Star Trek kind of technology. So... Um, they had a lot of neat things in there. And one of the things I got to see was their front array. So on their front array, they'd have like a laser beam kind of thing. Um, and in this laser beam, they can project a hologram. It's one of the things they can do with that. So I'm standing there and I'm looking at them in the avatar state, totally awake and open. And they project out a white diamond. And this is hilarious because uh, I had been working with a concept. Um, you hear it in the Christ religion. The word Christ is actually a title for anybody who hasn't uh, come across that knowledge yet. Christed. Christ, title, crystallized, Christos, uh, highly attained knowledge initiated, next level. So the diamond, that was the concept I was working with, and that was in my heart. I was visualizing this, this energy. So there they are, shooting out... A diamond. Like the sky charades were saying, check, check, this is this is the right path. Keep working on this path. Then they surrounded it in violet flame. Uh, for my specific body and, and style of things, I look work with a lot of violet energy. I look in my head a lot, inside my mind. In the seventh chakra area, the mind's eye. And when I look in there, I get a lot of violets. So I work with violet energy. I run violet energy through my body, through breathing cycles, uh, or surround your myself in a, in a violet flame, like a column of violet energy. That spectrum is present in the light spectrum, you know, ultraviolet. And you also get into, uh, in space, photonic states of violet which get into some plasma things too so it's a, a complicated piece of knowledge uh, our color language out there it's pretty interesting so there they are 
saying, yes, the things you are working are on are in the right direction. You know, since you're doing this by yourself, we were just validating. Good job. Keep going in the right direction. And I was just blown away. I was like, oh my God, who am I so graced to be bestowed with a high five from the Star Nation? Thanks, guys. I'll keep working on that Christos diamond and violet flame. And uh, then I came back being in the Avatar state. I was pretty focused on the USFO. And I decided uh, to invite my partner out quickly since the back door was right behind me. I opened the door quickly and yelled, Get out of here quick! And... She came out slowly towards the door, and as soon as she touched the handle, the ship shot off. It was gone. Like thousands of kilometers an hour. It was so fast. And she came out and looked up, and I looked at her in shock, in full shock, going, Did you see that? And no, there was perfect timing for her not to see it. It made me upset. I wanted to share it with her. But I learned from that experience, um, as I was mentioning at the beginning. People who are not ready for these experiences, it can hurt them. And it's selfish of me wanting to share it with someone without having their authorization. Uh, the free will stuff, the prime directive is a real thing. So that was a, an interesting learning point in that. Now, I forgot to mention one thing. When the ship first showed up, and the occupant was in the window. I asked him who he was. And they answered, It's you. 